Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Shadows on the Prairie by Young Money Scanning the afternoon sky from his saddle, Tuck noticed an ominous shape. As the bowing sun cast fiery hues of crimson and tangerine over the vast plain, a single cloud seemed to resist the calm of the afternoon. Its base, dark and brooding, covered the blue silhouettes cut by the rocky mountains in the east. Its upper reaches sprawled out rising laterally to a flattened top dot Tuck's face winced as he registered the familiar anvil shape, and his body tensed in anticipation. Though he was well prepared after leading countless cattle drives across the goodnight-loving trail his breath quickened as he mentally prepared to lead the herd through the storm. He let out a sharp high-pitched whistle, calling over his men and directing them to quicken the pace and head towards high ground. From his position of command in the back of the herd he watched as the six men flowed through the group of 1,200 cattle. Like a conductor he orchestrated the actions of the herd commanding the strength of each man to produce a symphony of movement. As directed, the amorphous mass of cattle twisted like a gnarled branch pointing west towards a grove of ponderosa pines clustered on a small hill. The cattle settled in amongst the trees and the last rays of sunlight gave way to the night. The sound of wind rustling through the pines, and raindrops being cut by waxy pine needles filled the air. Tuck relaxed in his saddle feeling pleased with his decision that he has spent the last seven years driving cattle north from his home in San Angelo, Texas. It had been difficult to carve out a living in the livestock business. There was significant risk in long drives, and he had been promoted based on his ability to mitigate loss of product. He used anticipation and decisive action to overcome the unpredictable forces of rustlers, tribesmen, and nature to rise to the rank of trail boss. The key to his success was an abundance of sheer will. He felt this was a man's most important resource, and it allowed him to maintain control over the herd and crew. His musing was cut short as a splinter of light cracked through the air. The bolt of energy crashed into an old-growth pine, splitting the towering giant in half as the impacted section burst into flames. Tuck could feel waves of agitation echoing through the herd. The crash of thunder was replaced by the wailing of the animals and pounding of hooves. Simultaneously his horse jolted beneath him, and he was cast slightly off balance. The men all began speaking various nothings to the herd as they attempted to soothe the rising discomfort. Their calls fell on deaf ears and hoofbeats replaced the sound of Tuck's pounding heart as the herd stampeded towards him. He expertly evaded the charge of longhorns as they bolted down the hill towards the muddy prairie below. He whistled towards his men, and they flanked the herd racing towards the front of the pack. If they could redirect a few of the lead cattle they could hopefully quell the stampede. Tuck's spurs bit into the flanks of his black horse as he raced through the wet dark night. He beckoned the horse on, commanding his way towards the front of the pack. Overwhelmed by the rising energy of the herd and the insistence of its rider the horse began to thrash. As it writhed under him Tuck was thrown to the ground and engulfed by the wet mud. As he lay on the floor a flash of lightning momentarily illuminated the sky. In that instant he could clearly see the powerful hind legs of his horse and its bright white hooves perilously looming above him. As the light disappeared a jolting pain ripped through his body, 
setting every nerve ending ablaze as the crushing weight of the horse fell upon his leg. The pressure was immense, and he felt flattened and powerless as the air was stolen from his lungs. He tried to escape by wriggling through the mud like an earthworm as his horse continued to pound the ground in every direction. The horse shot away into the darkness of the night. In pursuit of the herd. As he lie in the blackness, he began to regain his composure. He pulled his bootstraps, attempting to pry his feet from the ground. As he tried to bear weight, he felt a reemergence of shooting pain from his right foot and collapsed back the floor. As he waited in the darkness, peering into the endless night sky, the stars seemed to grow. The sweltering pain and tension echoing through his body was only thing preventing him from being swallowed up by the earth. Helplessly, he pondered his fate. Would he be left to die by his crew? who could finish the drive and split his share of the profits? Even if he survived, would he ever regain self-sufficiency or would he become an invalid, destined for the almshouse? He had put to rest many lame horses or cattle that could no longer maintain their place in the herd and feared a similar fate. Over time the echoes of hooves softened, his crew regained control of the herd and helped tuck back up the hill where they set up camp. In the dim light of the fire Tuck used some wood to create a makeshift splint for his mutilated ankle. After his nightly ration of beans and bacon he crawled towards his bedroll and settled in for the evening. He was disturbed by the gentle sounds of snoring cyclically reverberating through the cool night air. This was the first time he had camped with a crew since becoming a trail boss. Separation re-reinforced the professional hierarchy and it allowed him to avoid untidy camps and poorly structured campfires of the crew. He traditionally limited interactions to a quick dinner where he would enjoy the meals he had meticulously planned to be prepared by the designated cook. This allowed him to model radical self-reliance, a value any cow must possess if they are to survive on the trail. The morning light broke as he hobbled towards the horse that his crew tied up near camp. He felt a combination of rage and disdain as he looked upon the black horse whose weakness had nearly cost him his life, and stuffed his broken foot into the stirrups. The four-day journey to Cheyenne was painful, but Tuck was able to reach the livestock broker in Wyoming where he received his salary, purchased a new horse, and parted ways with the crew. The company veterinarian was able to help set and cast his ankle. After four months in the saddle, he was looking forward to the comforts of town. The creaky doors of the Buckhorn Saloon parted, and Tuck was greeted by the scent of unfiltered cigarettes and whiskey. He took long confident strides towards the bar as his boots echoed across the hardwood floor. As he drummed his fingers on the wooden bar top, he felt a combination of weariness and excitement. He always felt a bit skittish after coming back into town, but the payment of his $200 salary lent him a cool swagger. He motioned to Buck, the grisly bearded man behind the bar who stood unmoving until Tuck placed a dollar on the bar top. The bartender spit a lip of tobacco into an old spittoon before reaching for a bottle of whiskey and sliding a shot over to Tuck. The warm liquor burned on its way down his throat and combated the frustration of his trip. The comfort of whiskey was exceeded only by the steak dinner. After months of choking down trail provisions, the warm smoky flavor of a ribeye seemed to massage his palate. He tipped the bartender 25C and headed to the back room for a shave. The barber worked shaving cream into his coarse beard hair, shaved his face then trimmed his overgrown locks. The rusty hinge on the door to his rented room squeaked open and he threw his rucksack on the bed. 
He looked into the mirror on the small wall and only recognized the piercing green eyes staring back at him. He examined his dirty blonde hair slicked back to the left. The long top was parted and complemented by tight skin shave on the sides of his head. The dusky lines cast by his pronounced cheekbones gave way to a full mustache that curled upwards on both ends. Looking into the mirror he saw a man that had been well worn by the trail. A life spent under the sun had tanned his skin. Like a canyon wall his face was weathered and carved by the unyielding forces of time. The darkened bags under his eyes looked forward to sleeping in a proper bed. His hands were calloused and cracked, telling the story of a lifetime of labor, endurance, and determination. The rough skin had been created by miles of rope passing through his palm and thousands of hours gripping the rough leather of the saddle. He wore his calluses as a badge of honor. He was proud of the scars he earned riding and roping calves. Despite their weathered appearance, he believed they maintained a certain sensitivity. They were steady, like the North Star, and when not engaged in hard labor, he used a touch as gentle as the breeze to calm a suborn calf and feel the subtle movements of his horse. As he attempted to stuff his casted foot into his boot, he began to curse incessantly. His normally calm demeanor was shattered as he swore at the boot, foot, and his horse. The whiskey had not removed the taste of failure from his mouth. Briefly, he felt in full force the ache in his foot as well as the damage to his ego. In that moment a feeling of vulnerability overtook the cow. Despite his experience and preparation, the unpredictable nature of life in the West had bested him. This was deeply uncomfortable compared to the rugged sense of self-assurance he typically exuded. Sweeping away this feeling he looked into the mirror and straightened his posture. He prepared to go back to the bar, knowing that with money in his billfold the night was his dot tuck's hand gripped the rough oak banister— as he peered down into the saloon from the second floor. His eyes were floodlights, scanning every inch of the barroom. In one corner three players sat around a worn red felt while a man with an ragged derby hat dealt a round of stud. A variety of characters had filled the room, the condensation of their glasses painted a mosaic of crescents on the bar top as the night progressed. The hum of conversation and laughter of patrons was eclipsed by the soft jingling of ragtime emerging from the piano. On a small stage a young woman gently danced to the rhythm. Through the flickering light of the smoky saloon he couldn't make out the exact features of her face, but the alluring movements of her silhouette possessed a grace he had only seen in nature. She wore an ivory-white gown that hugged the form of her shoulders. The plunging neckline gave way to bellows of fabric that cascaded gently off her hips. A small strand of glowing blonde hair decorated the side of her face while the rest of her mane was held back by a blue silk ribbon. The streaks of her flowing hair reached to the small of her back. As she swept her hand through the air, tendrils of smoke danced between her fingers. Her dark black boots were crafted of the finest leather with turquoise needlework forming floral patterns across each shaft. Tuck was captivated by her ethereal presence. In that moment she transcended reality becoming the living embodiment of femininity. She transported the audience to an alternate plane in which grace, sensitivity, and nurturance existed unobstructed by the harshness of Western life. Suddenly, her misty blue eyes glanced towards Tuck, boring a hole through his skull and ripping him from his daydream. Lucy retreated backstage looking forward to the night's end. Her stained dress was a punch card with tattered holes keeping record of the endless hours spent working the saloon. 
The applause of the crowd was still audible as she looked into her cracked mirror. The lines on her face appeared to darken each night, reflecting the scars that had been etched into her soul. Her once bright eyes held a glimmer of resignation. She squeezed her eyes shut, preparing to wake from this awful dream. Lucy was a woman of value, and this was all one awful mistake. Born in Laramie, she had once been a renowned equestrian rider whose striking looks enchanted everyone that crossed her path. Her rare combination of talent and beauty earned the veneration of her town. Despite being lavished in the attention of every well-to-do bachelor in Wyoming, she married a simple cobbler whose kind heart had earned her favor. After her husband's death, she became invisible. Unknowingly, the records of her triumphs had dissipated with time. Now she was seen only as another fallen woman. Bucks was once a place of opportunity, a temporary solution for a poor widow. With youthful optimism, she had originally planned to regain control of her destiny. At first, she clung to her former self. Awaiting the day she had enough money to leave town, and imagining the saloon's applause was instead filling the arena as her horse cleared the final jump. Each night she dreamed of the smell of yellow bales of hay and the warm feeling of a horse's breath on her cheek. She did her best to get by and waited, sure someone was coming to save her. But as the months passed she crumbled under the weight of the world's oldest profession. Like a wild stallion broken in and saddled, she was forced to give in. Embracing her new role, she let go of everything. Any woman could trade money for sex, but what she provided was different. She learned how to hide herself, becoming a blank canvas on which men painted their desires and weaknesses. With unfettered access to their deepest thoughts, she understood how to see through each layer of a man's disguise. Now with a single glance she could discern the dreams they longed to fulfill and secrets they wouldn't dare speak. But nothing was louder than their insecurities which screamed her name, begging to be noticed. She could transform into anyone— giving a man exactly what he didn't know he yearned for. Some nights she was a desperate admirer, whose overt desires proved to an aging man that he was still a desirable symbol of virility in his advancing years. Other times a nurturing wife who cared enough to investigate a married man's needs and please him any way she could. Occasionally a virgin whose naivety assuaged her client's lack of confidence assuring him that she would have nothing to compare their night to. She stoked the embers of her clients' desires until they became a burning fire consumed by their own cravings. They came back again and again, desperate for her help mending the pieces of their broken hearts and minds. Opening her eyes, she looked in the mirror and saw a stranger staring back. The mask she wore had begun to suffocate her, and each time she became someone else, her original self had been pushed further away. Her body had become an empty vessel. Tuck sat in the warm bath water and began nursing a bottle of rye whiskey. The warm liquor helped dampen the twinge of anxiety polluting his excitement as he waited for the woman. This was the first time he had sought the company of a saloon girl. He had always fancied himself as a man capable of laying a gal for free and thought paying for it was beneath him. But there was something special about this one, and he had to have her. The barkeep said her name was Lucy. After paying him twice the going rate up front he was directed to meet her in the bathing room. Then he heard a knock on the door. You asked for some company? Lucy said with a voice that was syrupy sweet as she emerged through the door. Yes, some, the name's Tuck. He responded admiring how the gentle light of the room complimented her delicate features. 
A thin outline of charcoal highlighted the electric blue of her eyes, and the rouge on her cheeks added a touch of color to her creamy white skin. She confidently strode towards the tub and pulled up a chair. She looked at the cowboy, noticing the bathwater beginning to darken from his presence. You look like a working man. How long you've been on the trail? Lucy asked. About four months, Tuck responded. He glanced down accidentally revealing a twinge of embarrassment as he considered how dirty he was. Don't you worry, darling. Miss Lucy is gonna clean you up. She assured, pouring a cup of soap into the tub and adding another bucket of hot water. Just lay back and relax, cowboy. Let me take care of you. The warm water and suds nearly filled the wooden tub to the brim. In the soft candlelight, Lucy scrubbed his body, washing away months of dirt and sweat from the trail. Her fingers traced the contours of his back massaging the firm knots out of his tired muscles. The comforting smell of lavender soap filled the cowboy's nostrils as he began to release the tension in his body, sinking deeper into the bath. You look like you could use a moment of respite, said Lucy, softly gazing into Tuck's eyes that he nodded silently, as she began lathering his hair with soap. With his head leaning back, her fingernails lightly scratched his scalp. Simultaneously her thumbs drew small circles around his ears drawing out any remaining tension from his neck and face. As his jaw grew more slack, he let out a small sigh of relief. As his body began to unwind, however, his eyes darted around the room betraying his inability to completely surrender. Close your eyes, Lucy said knowingly, as she slowly ladled water atop his head, rinsing the soap from his locks. eye in that moment of quiet intimacy he was able to find solace. As the water cascaded down his head, he felt safe in the hands of another. Nothing existed outside of that small room, and he felt a calm he had never known before. He was finally able to let go. Slowly opening his eyes, he watched as Lucy took long confident strides towards a chair at the foot of the tub. She sat down and took off her boots, looking up at him with a seductive grin. Must have been a while since you've seen a woman she said suggestively, making eye contact with Tuck as she traced a hand down from her shoulder across her bust. Tuck noticed his heartbeat quicken as he stared into Lucy's deep blue eyes. Her beauty was intoxicating. The warm lantern light of the room made it difficult to distinguish between the ends of her ivory dress and her porcelain white skin. Lucy directly faced him with her legs slightly parted open. The edge of her white dress was hiked up past her knee, drawing in his gaze. His eyes climbed up her milky white thigh allowing him to just discern the edge of her dark underwear. Painfully aware of his excitement, Lucy put on a show. She drew the hem of her dress higher and slowly began stroking and squeezing her inner thighs. Reaching down towards her undergarments she let out a soft moan as she gently caressed herself. She alternated between tracing two of her fingers in small circles over her clit and pushing her flat hand down onto her entire labia. Her fingers pressing through silk provided the perfect amount of sensation. Increasing the speed of her hand fed the feeling of heat spreading through her body like warm honey. Chasing this feeling, she pulled her underwear to the side and sank her middle and ring finger into her pussy. Tuck watched in astonishment as her wet hole enveloped her fingers. He had never seen a woman pleasure herself before. Women in his life had always played a passive role in the bedroom and this expression of raw sexual desire enraptured him. Each time she stroked her fingers into her tight slit his cock grew stiffer. You like watching me fuck myself? 
she whimpered rhetorically, curling the tips of her digits upwards to massage the back of her pussy. She thrust it into herself harder, pressing upwards into her sex as she settled into a rhythm. Writhing in pleasure, she breathed into the sensation and let it build. Gasping, she took her fingers deeper into her pussy until the base of her knuckles was pressed against her hole. This pushed her over the edge, and with a sharp moan she climaxed causing the wetness of her pussy to cascade down her fingers, dripping down and staining the wooden floor. Oops, I think I got carried away, she said giggling as she put her fingers into her mouth, sucking on them. She stood up and used her blue ribbon to tie her hair into a ponytail. Wasn't I supposed to be talking care of you? She added. Standing up she slid the straps of her dress over her shoulders, exposing her large breasts as the garment hit the floor. She sat in the tub between Tuck's legs and wrapped her hand around the shaft of his cock, working it with long strokes and gently rubbing the tip with her other hand. As she leaned over to whisper in his ear, he felt her hard nipples rake over his chest. Let me put you in my mouth. Tuck ached with anticipation as he had never felt a woman's mouth on his member. She began kissing his chest, applying gentle suction, and leaving small marks as she worked her way down his muscular body. The warm water was at a perfect level just allowing his erection to protrude out as he lay back in the metal tub. Looking up at him she licked from his base up the entirety of his shaft before taking him into her mouth. Tuck felt pleasure spreading through his body as he grew even harder. She expertly worked every inch, bobbing her head fervently as her tongue danced across the underside of his shaft. Tuck had never experienced anything like this and was in absolute ecstasy. A familiar feeling washed over him, and he felt his climax approaching. Lucy looked up with a smirk and stopped abruptly. How about we hit the bedroom? she said knowingly as she got out of the tub. She led him to a connected room with a double bed. Lay down, baby, she instructed before straddling Tuck. She reached for his manhood and began tracing small circles with it around her inner lips. Lucy looked down at him with soft eyes. Now, Tuck, I know you've had a long cattle drive, but you done good. Now I want to make some time just for you. So just sit back and relax, let me take care of things. She lowered herself slowly, letting just the head of his penis slide into her. She rode him deliberately, taking him slightly further with each thrust. Tuck's excitement grew, and he began to push back into her warmth. Now, now, Tuck. She chuckled. You're supposed to be letting me handle things. Lay back and take some deep breaths. You're gonna want to enjoy this for as long as possible. Tuck's heart was beating out of his chest. He took a deep inhalation and let out a long sigh, sinking into the bed as his muscles relaxed. She continued to ride him with increasing intensity, eventually plunging down completely onto the base of his member. Each heavy breath further relinquished Tuck's control of the situation. He looked up at her, dazzled by her beauty. The lantern light shimmering on her pale skin, her attractive face perfectly framed by a single strand of blonde hair escaping from her ponytail. In that moment she was flawless. She rode him with increasing vigor and said, I can tell you're getting close, baby. Tuck nodded, gasping for air as she pleasured him. Her bright blue eyes looked down lovingly at Tuck as she moaned. I want you to come inside of me. She pushed down harder, filling herself with every inch of him as she pleaded. Please come in me, baby, just let go. Her words echoed through his head, 
forcing out every stray thought he had ever had. Nothing existed except for her. Every thrust brought him closer to complete surrender. Losing himself in the waves of pleasure that rolled over him, he felt the ultimate release. The dull light of the full moon blistered through the window of Tuck's room as he lay reeling from a night of passion. Their faces were briefly illuminated as he struck a match to light the cigarette he had rolled for the pair. You are something else, said Tuck, taking a long drag from the cigarette before passing it to Lucy. I don't know what it is you do, but you must be the best whore in town. And you won't be the last to say it, Lucy quipped as the dim glow of the cigarette smoldered between her fingers. Sometimes we all need a break from the world, she added as her gaze drifted out the window. I didn't need a break, he said defensively, but it sure did feel nice. Long hours in the saddle take their toll. Sometimes that feeling of being alone even follows you, like smoke from a campfire. She interjected. I know a thing or two about riding horses, but it ain't never made me feel anything but free, Tuck said. I used to love the solitude of riding my horse through the range, but as of late the wide open spaces have seemed like a void trying to pull me in. It's like the feeling of looking off a cliff, but there's nothing to land on at the bottom, just the emptiness of time. She chuckled. When I was on a horse, there wasn't an empty space in the entire arena. What are you talking about? He asked. Before I became a woman of the night, I was a barrel racing champion, she said sheepishly. Like hell you were. He laughed. A brief grimace went unnoticed in the dark of the room. She took a deep breath to compose herself and said, Anyways, baby, what is it you were saying about loneliness? You ain't getting off that easy, honey. I got two horses outside and I want to see whether or not you're full of shit. He joked. Lucy took a long drag of the cigarette, burning it down to the filter and smirked at Tuck's challenge. Let's see if you can keep up, she said, flicking the butt into an old tin can. The night air was crisp as they stepped out into the street, and the full moon cast long shadows across the ground. As they neared the coral, the silhouettes of Tuck's horses slowly emerged. Lucy was immediately drawn to the black horse, approaching it cautiously with an outstretched hand. The animal sensed her gentle energy and nuzzled into her. She ran her fingers through the animal's dark mane, its eyes reflecting in the moonlight. There's something about horses, she said. They're a lot more loving than most of the people I've met in this world. Shit, not that one. He quipped as Lucy mounted the jet black horse whose white feet were already scraping the sand in anticipation. Tuck mounted his new blonde steed whose coat shimmered a ghostly platinum hue in the moonlight. The horse had been fitted with his best saddle on which Tuck's dark leather saddle bags containing most of his belongings were fixed. The night enveloped them as they rode side by side into the high plains of Wyoming. The moonlight seemed to electrify the rolling hills of tall grass, lending them a dim, otherworldly neon hue. The rhythmic sounds of beating hoofs against the dirt road began to harmonize with the crickets and faint cries of coyotes echoing in the distance. As they approached a small cluster of trees a mischievous light twinkled in Lucy's eyes she spurred her horse, who in turn responded with a burst of energy. Tuck watched in amazement as Lucy darted between the trees. She leaned expertly into each turn, perfectly timing the shifting of her weight with the horse's powerful strides. Weaving between each trunk she seemed to dance with the night. 
With the exhilaration of Lucy's impromptu barrel race still hanging in the air they lead their horses to a serene meadow. Tuck spread out his large bedroll, giving them a place to recover beneath the canvas of stars above them. The smells of pine sap and sweet grass perfumed the moist air as they sat nestled atop the blanket. The Milky Way sprawled out above them beaming through the trees that surrounded the meadow. You weren't kidding about being the champ, Tuck said eyes shining with admiration. There's a lot people don't know about me, she said laying onto her back. My life wasn't always like this, she said looking into the stars as her memories danced across the sky. In fact, I was married once. Tuck listened intently shifting his gaze towards her. He was a good man, but life had its way with us, she said as her voice heavy with loss. One day he got sick after a ride, his hands and feet became blistered. Soon it covered his whole body. Her voice cracked. He laid in bed languishing for days before the disease took him, and everything else. My home, my security, my future, my everything disappeared. Ever since that day I've been lost. When the bank took the house, the only choice I had was the saloon. Tuck leaned in. I'm so sorry, he replied. She nodded acknowledging his concern. When I first stepped into that saloon it was gonna be temporary, a means to an end. I did anything I could to earn money and tucked away every dollar I made. I hated that awful place, and the terrible man who runs it, but it was a necessary evil. She replied. At first, I'd barely made enough to pay Buck. Her voice tinged with vulnerability. It was survival, plain and simple. I realized that the only way to make money was to provide a better service. What are you getting at? asked Tuck. She gently shook her head. Every cowboy who walks through that door is dreaming of something. Some are running from themselves, and others are chasing illusions of past love and triumph. I learned to become a temporary salve to satisfy their needs. By reimagining myself for each man I became a mirage, allowing a customer to see in me exactly what he wanted. Tuck's brow furrowed creating a perplexed expression. And how far did that get you? Believe it or not it took me right to the top. Said Lucy with a hint of pride in her voice. I became the best woman in that damn saloon. I was everyone's type and making a man feel complete lined my pockets handsomely. It was hard pretending to be so many different people, but my goal of escaping kept me grounded. Eventually I had enough money, but when Buck found out about my plan to leave, let's just say things weren't as simple as packing my bags. Lucy said ominously as a tear welled up in her eye. With bitterness straining her voice she continued to reveal her past. First, he promised me the world, a bigger room, better food, my pick of customers. He'd do anything to keep his golden goose. When that didn't work, he busted me up and took every hard-earned dollar I had leaving me with nothing but bruises and broken dreams. One tear slowly dripped from her bright blue eye and streamed down her cheek. Tuck's face softened with understanding. He took off his jacket and gently draped it over her shoulders. The warmth of the fabric provided her with a tangible embrace. His voice was blended with a mixture of concern and empathy. Lucy, I can't understand the depth of what you've been through. But I want you to know I see you. Behind the smoke and mirrors you've had to put up, the real you is beautiful. The fire in your eyes and your wild spirit are unbreakable. Lucy met his gaze, eyes overflowing with vulnerability. Tuck you're the first person that's looked at me, 
and seen more than what goes on in that damn saloon, that means more to me than you know. You ain't just the sum of all the scars and darkness you've seen, he said with admiration. Everything that has happened to you in the last few years does not diminish who you are. A smile slowly formed on her lips, delicate like the fragile bloom of a cactus flower on a desert night. It's been a long time since someone has spoken to me this way. He reached out his hand, delicately caressing her fingers in his strong grip. As he looked into her misty blue eyes, he felt his face grow flush. I can't change what happened, but I can be here for you, Lucy. You've opened me up in ways I could have never imagined. You don't have to be alone anymore. I want to take care of you. Gazing at Lucy, Tuck peeled away the layers of illusion and truly saw her for the first time. Not as an ethereal muse or a symbol of escape, but a profoundly human presence. A mosaic of aspirations and desires pieced together by the unforgiving hands of life. It wasn't the absence of flaws that defined Lucy's beauty, but their presence. Tuck marveled at the genuine imperfections that made her undeniably real. Their shared vulnerability allowed a bridge to be built connecting two imperfect worlds, inviting them to revel in the beauty of being flawed together. Lucy looked longingly at Tuck as she pulled a small flask from her coat and passed it to him with a trembling hand. He took a long drink, choking down the bitter liquor. As he wiped the traces of alcohol from his lips he saw the corners of Lucy's mouth curl into a flirtatious smile. She sat in his lap and softly whispered in his ear, Why don't you just worry about taking care of me tonight, Kauba? Without warning, Tuck leaned forward and met her lips with a deep kiss. She would never kiss a client. But tonight was different, Tuck was a mirror, and she was finally able to see her own reflection. The woman she saw scared and excited her at once. She knew she was safe, and this would be her last customer. Dissociation had become habitual, a survival mechanism that allowed her to withstand the difficulties of her work. But in this moment, something shifted, she leaned into him and savored the feeling of her lips pressed against his. She felt a startling sense of presence. Each sensation, every nuance of their kiss further anchored her into this moment. She let her lips part slightly, allowing his tongue to slip inside. She relished the sensation of their shared breath and the heat radiating from two warm bodies pressed together. In a moment that defied her habitual detachment, she allowed herself to be whisked away by the sensations she was experiencing and be vulnerable enough to experience pleasure. She guided Tuck's head to the nape of her neck. He kissed her gently allowing his essence to linger on her skin. A jolt of pleasure interspersed with pain filled her as he gently nibbled above her collarbone. Pushing down further she directed Tuck to her left breast, feeling her entire body quiver as his tongue teased her. Her breath quickened as his lips trailed down her body, careful not to miss an inch of her creamy skin. She guided his head between her legs panting with anticipation as she felt his warm breath on her entrance. His tongue slowly traced the outline of her labia, gently coating each part of her lips before massaging her clit. Her legs writhed in pleasure, she felt his large hands holding them down as he gently sucked her clit between his lips, rolling her butt around his tongue. Don't stop. Lucy moaned, feeling a static building up inside her of her. A twinge of guilt approached the forefront of her mind, but she pushed it away, refusing to disconnect from her pleasure. His tongue was lightning pouring electricity through her body. His energy filled every part of her, pushing her over the edge and making her legs buckle.
her orgasm rolled through her, vibrating every cell in her body in perfect resonance. Tuck looked down proudly as he prepared to enter her wetness. He slowly parted the lips of her pussy with his manhood and began to thrust into her. Gazing upon her face he noticed a single tear on her cheek. It's okay, Tuck, Lucy said softly. Please just keep going. Tuck lost himself in their shared passion and the world around him seemed to fade. His head was spinning with desire and Lucy was the single occupant of his mind. He let out a large sigh, increasing his pace and driving deeper into her. He knew he was getting close. She grabbed his thighs, pulling him in and grinding her hips down onto him. The feeling of her walls clenching around his girth pushed him over the edge causing him to finish inside of her. He immediately collapsed onto her. His senses dulled as he heard her mutter, I'm sorry. Blistering rays of the sun beat through Tuck's heavy eyelids. Creaking open his bloodshot eyes, the blinding light of day poured through his constricted pupils. The noonday sun that rose above the treetops was briefly eclipsed by a circling vulture hovering high in the sky above him. Letting out a confused grunt he sat up straight. His head darted around as he desperately searched for whomever was responsible for the pounding feeling in his head. He cried out for Lucy and was met with an agonizing silence. As the crushing weight of betrayal bore down on him, he took a deep breath and began to compose himself. He was on his blanket in the middle of the field with his belt still undone. Realizing what had happened he searched for his tied-up horses, anticipating a brutal trek back to town. He saw only a single horse. Curiously, his saddlebag remained mounted to his steed. Rummaging through his belongings, he found a note and a half-empty billfold. Hastily scrawled in pencil, the note read, Dear Tuck, I'm sorry it had to happen like this. Our night together was special, and I'll never forget your kindness. The way you saw me as more than just a shadow in the night gave me hope that I could rediscover the girl I once was. Unfortunately, you also gave me the courage to go and do this awful, selfish thing. You took a few good gulps of laudanum from my flask and by the time you read this I'll have boarded the train and left town for good. I left your favorite horse and enough money to make it back to Texas. You're a good man, Tuck, but I don't need someone to take care of me. I need to start over and have space to mend a soul that's been worn thin. I hope you understand. I hope one day you forget my name. Learn to let go of the reins and in the freedom of surrender you'll find the intimacy you've been looking for. You deserve the world, Tuck, and I wish I was the one who could give it to you. Love, Lucy.